Bienvenidos. Ahora estamos escuchando el Paseo Podcast, donde destacamos la historia de, por y para la comunidad puertorriqueña. Bienvenidos a todos. You are listening to the Paseo Podcast, where we highlight stories by, from, and about the Puerto Rican community. My name is Joshua Smyzer de Leon, and I want to thank you for downloading this episode. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are streamed, give this podcast a like and subscribe to it. It makes a world of difference. We started this podcast as a way to bring attention to the diverse and vibrant stories that make up the Puerto Rican communities here in Paseo Boricua in Chicago and around the world. From La Isla to the diaspora, we hope you enjoy what you hear. It's been a while since you've heard from me. Let me just say it's been a wild few weeks to say the least. I moved into a new home with my wife and finally found my podcast equipment. We also adopted a five-year-old dog named Baby Girl. So if you like Insta dog accounts, feel free to follow her at Vida de Baby Girl, V-I-D-A-D-E, Baby Girl on Instagram. The quick plug aside, I've also been fortunate to start a couple of really cool gigs in the communications world, and I've had the opportunity to work on some really exciting projects, and I'm excited to announce those exciting projects in the coming months. This June, I also graduate with my master's degree. It's been a long road, but everything is converging into one place, and I could not be happier given the circumstances. I've been one lucky guy. And I know I'm one of the lucky few in quarantine that has been able to work and stay busy. Not all people in our world today, especially in Puerto Rico, have that same privilege. On our last episode, I spoke to journalist Angelica Serrano Roman about COVID-19 in Puerto Rico. At the time of that episode, there were 64 cases, and now there are over 2,000 in Puerto Rico. I'm going to explore that and the work of Chicago Boricuas around the coronavirus in future episodes. For now, I want to focus on a warm-hearted local story I came across that involves creativity, community, and a Puerto Rican birthday parade. I'll link the full story in the show notes. In short, Vanessa Torres thought she would be celebrating her birthday solo in quarantine, but she was surprised when she saw a Boricua birthday parade on her block all just for her, with cars filled with family and friends. So I invited my guests today, Vanessa Torres, Anais Zayas, and Marie Santana from the Miracle Center to talk about this moment and why it mattered, as well as hear what the Miracle Center has been up to since quarantine. Let's jump into the interview. a special quarantine edition of the Paseo podcast. COVID-19 is taking over our lives, altering the way we exist in the world. But our guests today are going to show that the pandemic doesn't quite affect us to the point where we can't show affection and appreciation for one another. So today I have Vanessa Torres, Marie Santana, and Anais Zayas joining me on the podcast. Hello, you three. Welcome to the Paseo podcast. What should our listeners know about you? Wepa, my name is Vanessa Torres, and I'm the communications director and the producer at The Miracle Center, um, and I'm excited to be on the show. My name is Mary Santana. I'm the founder and executive director of The Miracle Center. Hi, I'm Anais Zayas. I am also a choreographer for The Miracle Center for their adult ensemble, and Vanessa Torres' bestie. <laughs> 
Fantastic. Well, thank you all for being on. I was down the Twitter black hole that I normally find myself in, and I came across this Block Club Chicago article. The headline read, Westtown Woman Celebrates Quarantine Birthday with Surprise Puerto Rican Parade. Now, anytime I see Puerto Rican parade in the headline, best believe I'm reading that article from front to back. Yeah. Um, I was I was very much inspired by this article. Um, for people that may not be aware of this article, Vanessa or Anais, Mary, whoever wants to take this this question, whoever wants to answer it, can you explain what this article is about? What is this birthday surprise Puerto Rican parade? Absolutely. I'll start, I'll kick it off. And I used to jump right in. Um, it was the early stages of quarantine, the shelter in place here in Chicago. And my birthday was on the brink of the early phases of it, getting into the quarantine shelter in place. And I already previously already had my plans for my birthday party. Um, I celebrate throughout the entire month. My birthday's at the end of the month. So March 31st. And I put a little damper. I was upset. I had no idea what was going to happen. I didn't. I knew that I was going to go virtual, but knowing who I am, I work in production. I live and breathe the arts. I knew that I was going to be sad that day, and um, my best friend had some surprises and other other things that was going to take over my birthday, and that she wasn't. They weren't going to leave me alone. So I don't know. And I used to want to take it from there. Yeah, so Vanessa Torres is the queen of March. We <laughs> always do something big for her birthday every year, and this was her 35th birthday, and I knew she wanted to not just be by herself. She values being with, like, family and friends, and so I was with my husband uh, the Sunday before her birthday. We were doing a puzzle, and I'm like, we need to do something big for her, even in these circumstances. So I started an IG chat called the BB Parade, and I got tons of her like family, her friends, our TMC family, tons of people were on the chat. And I'm like, yo, I have this really good idea. Um, let me see who's down to do a drive-by parade for BB in front of her house. Um, I gave some time slots that would work for people, and we got a lot of people who were willing to do it for the lunch break. So I was like, yo, you don't have to decorate your car. We have to just go big, just show her so much love and just pass by to sing happy birthday for her because I know she would really appreciate that. So we got tons of people to come through and we brought a Puerto Rican parade down her block. <laughs> I used to have a cowbell. Mary's car, um, her daughters, which are my little sisters, mine and Anais's little sisters, they had the huge karaoke speaker. And oh, so Rachel, yes. who was driving, they had the karaoke machine. Yep. Oh, the machine, the machine. Oh, Huge. No. So you know in Puerto Rico how they go into the pueblos and they're selling panzo bao <laughs> and they're they're preaching the gospel. <laughs> Cristo te ama, tengo panzo bao. That's exactly how Rachel was coming down. Um, I had no idea. Anais and Mary were texting me that morning. Hey, happy birthday. You know, just a regular, like, happy birthday. How are you feeling? And here I am. I was crying to Jesus the night before, like 30 minutes before it hit 12. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be by myself or oh, whatever. And I had no idea. I was, they were asking, what are you doing? I'm like, I just got out of the shower. I got out of the shower. I feel clean. I'm going to blow dry my hair. You know, it's my birthday in quarantine. So I should do my hair, make myself pretty. Um, and I literally was in my robe. Right. Okay. Can I come into this part? 
So I know my bestie. I know she still got to look cute for her birthday. <laughs> so I was like, make sure you look cute. Mm-hmm. Get your hair done. Just do something because a special delivery is coming at 12 o'clock. That's, <laughs> that's all I told her. I was like, just look cute. That's all. Look cute at 12. And then um, when it came to 12 o'clock, we were still waiting for a lot more people to come through. And I'm like, oh, baby, you know, there's a delay on the delivery. Just, you know, I'll let you know when the when they get there. <laughs> so, Vanessa, when you, when you hear about this delivery from Anais, are you thinking, like, is this going to be like a food order? Like, is this going to be like a delivery food order? Like, what were you thinking? I had no idea. I know that, you know, Anais and Mary both know I love flowers. So I'm here thinking like a flower delivery or a special message, like some presents were coming. So I thought the night before, let me create a birthday box because another friend of mine, she hit me up, was like, hey, I'm going to drop off some stuff in front of your porch. And I was like, okay, people are going to drop off stuff. I'll just leave it there. Um, and then while I was doing my hair, Mary's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing my hair. She's like, yeah, my stomach is not feeling good. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, here. and I used to text me like delivery is going to be delayed. Yeah, and I, like, oh, it's delayed. and I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere. It doesn't matter. Um, so I was just like playing music loud and whatnot. So I had no idea. And I just said like a delivery was coming. I thought maybe flowers. I thought like a whole, like, bunch of presents maybe they were gonna just drop off or something or whatever i had no idea it was an entire birthday parade absolutely so this is uh this is about 15 or so people 10 or so cars right coming yeah we had about like seven eight cars 13 to 15 people were there we had two dogs like we had the karaoke machine puerto rican flags everywhere that's fantastic i mean Uh, honking of the horns oh it was so <laughs> cowbell? the cowbell the cowbell i mean can you say a bit more of like i'm just thinking before we started recording vanessa you had mentioned that now there's there's all these parades these car parades for birthdays happening all, all over the place you see a lot of these stories popping up in the news and i feel like this yours was the first one i remember seeing um so like for i guess for for people seeing these different news stories anais can you explain a little bit of the logistics that were involved i know you touched on that a little bit you know we got the pandemic people may be afraid to go out of their houses how do you sell people on this idea to to do something for somebody they care about while at the same time balancing the reality that we're all facing with the pandemic what was it like to go through all the logistics and convince people to to do this yeah, so I was telling them we would be in our cars, we would stay in our cars, uh, we would still be like six feet away from each other. We had some people that came in with their mask and their gloves as well. Um, but on the IG chat, we know Vanessa goes out of her way to like support everyone else that she comes in contact with. So I knew this was going to be super important. And the people who were who had agreed to do this, they know that she has gone out of their way, out of her way to support them. So it was a no brainer for all the people to just be like, yes, I'm so down to go support BB. Um, this is gonna be great. We're gonna stay in our cars. We're gonna just pass by. Um, on the IG chat, I was like, all right, this is the deal, it's the plan. We're gonna park our cars, we'll slowly pass in front, and we'll sing happy birthday, the TMC style way, and then we'll keep it moving. Just to, And then if you had any gifts that they would go 
social distancing, you know, precautions, one by one went up and put their gift in her little birthday tray that she had set up for us. I'll just never forget the images that I have in my head. Like it's that's the one that Mary it's Mary's face. Yeah. <laughs> Mary's face in the in the actual article. And she's just screaming. I, it was like a Puerto Rican day parade. Like we're right. in June, except it's March and we're in quarantine. And she has a flag and just mm. yelling out from the sunroof. But I think for me, because I was on the balcony, I was just seeing my people and I just had so much emotion and I was crying because they knew how much it was, how important the day was for me. But also how we were all able to be like, in the same vicinity together. Everyone was so down to just get in line and pass by her house. And then at, after we had passed right in front of her house, everyone kind of did a little turnaround and finished off of the parade and said our like last goodbyes to her. Um, it was just great. We saw her in the balcony and she was just had so many emotions and it was just really uh, heart touching to us. And we just knew that she appreciated and we loved her so much for it. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And for our listeners that are trying to you know, imagine what it looks like to see Vanessa on her balcony, super excited that there's a parade in front of our house, go to the black club, Chicago article, we'll put it in the show notes. She's there with the resistance flag in her hand, waving it proudly. Um, it's, it's an article worth reading. Um, I want to transition a little bit to finding fulfillment in the quarantine. And I know doing something like this is such a, um, such a generous way to spend time with somebody when we have to, to keep at the same time our distance. So for people that may not have 15 people ready to jump into their cars and, and, and uh, ride out in a parade style celebration. You know, do you have any, is there anything that you each are doing that is bringing fulfillment to your daily lives in quarantine? Like what, I guess, like what would it be like a creative outlet that you all are using? And in addition to that, what are some ways that you're maintaining relationships as you're being quarantined at home? I think the outlet is exactly what we're doing right now on Zoom. I mean, there's certain things we can do, obviously, and there's certain things that we can't do. But Vanessa and Anais have been part of the Miracle Center, Vanessa, since she was 10 years old. So we have established such an amazing relationship throughout all these years. I've been able to see them as young girls, young adults, mature women. And everything in our lives has always been a production. That's the way we were born. That's the way we were raised, you know, at TMC. It's, I mean, it's, always, a, it's always a production. So... For us right now, and that question, going back to your question, that's pretty hard for us because we, we've been so used to being with each other. I mean, the good times, the bad times, and just being in the same room together. It's, it's, um, it's really hard. So I was just telling Vanessa today, man, I'm not going to be able to see you in how long. So being connected through social media, being connected through Zoom, those outlets. We are so artistic. We love the arts. We love change. We love seeing new things happen on the daily. I mean, so this is really hard, but it's also a time for us to also reconnect at another level because we're so used to even texting each other. So now we're having deeper conversations and they're face to face. So that's amazing for us because we're able to see each other and really connect in a different level. You know, these phones nowadays have just um, taken away some of those relationships. But yeah, that's our creative way right now is what we're doing right now um, is connecting at this level. And that's like Vanessa said, when we went to her house, or I said, when we went to Bibi's house and Vanessa saw me, I was just so happy 
to be out of the house. I think yeah. I was screaming. I don't have tonsils, but if I did, they would have probably flew out of my mouth. <laughs> I was just so happy that the adrenaline was just pumping and pumping. And I was driving back with my daughter. She's like, Mom, we really needed that. Yeah. We're so used to everything being on 10 at the Miracle Center. Mm -hmm. So this has been a real hard transition for us. But it's well, also been a reset button for us as well. Yeah, I was going to say, especially culturally as Boricuas, we're just so used to this, the community mindset, the familial mindset. We're so used to being with the people we care about and making those opportunities, um, you know, making the most of those opportunities in a variety of different ways. So to kind of think creatively on how we maintain those connections is something that's been fascinating me as I see more people using video conferencing. I remember like just texting people and I was like, cool, that's it. You know, I, I talked to my dad and mom. I talked to my sisters. I said hi in a text message or good morning, whatever, and I'm good. But now being able to kind of take a deeper dive with people, um, it's been really cool. I, I, really, I really can relate to that, Mary. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and, I think, and I think for Vanessa, we, I mean, we've known her. <laughs> I mean, and we know what makes her thrive inside. And we really didn't want her to be sad that day. We wanted to make sure that we went all out. Um, yeah. And I think we did a good job. Her bestie just put it together. And we were, I mean, everyone was like, we're in. Like she said, yeah. we were all in. And we knew that this was going to not only make her day, it was going to make her year. Because we have, we literally have to celebrate the whole month of May. Every, <laughs> I mean, March. Every single day. Yeah. So to have that at the end, I mean, it couldn't have gotten any better. We just felt all the love. Anais, Vanessa, what about you? How are you finding fulfillment in quarantine? What's been your creative outlet? How are you maintaining relationships? Well, um, just piggyback off of Mary, I know that a lot of Zoom, I know that we're using it in terms of work for our organization at the Miracle Center, but also on our, like my personal free time, I have a couple girlfriends um, on Sundays, we get together and we do a Bible study and they're from all East, you know, all over the coast. So it's East Coast, Midwest, um, and the West Coast come together. But then on Fridays, a girlfriend of mine from the West Coast has put together almost like a club. I call it, her name is Alicia, so I call it Club Lili. And she is curates a lot of music. So she's been able to put together or really get in tact with Zoom and like how to stream the audio really well. And I'm serious, it's like if you're in a club because the other Friday I was sweating three hours just dancing and it was great to see my screen was moving because there was about 28 of us in there um, just having a good time. And pe people were just like, cheers. Okay, cheers. Um, and it was great because everybody's going through the same thing. You know, we're, we're at home. We're going through the emotions. Some of us live on our own. Some of us live, you know, they have a partners or families that they're at home with. So it's just their time to be able to, like, express themselves, get their, you know, dancing going on. We also had a virtual party. <laughs> in the evening for my birthday as well. And I had like 30 of my girlfriends on there all once again, all over the coast of um, the USA, which was beautiful because on a regular day for my birthday, it would have been those who are in Chicago. But on, on my actual birthday, I was able to celebrate with 30 of my girlfriends. We're cheersing, we're having music. And so I think just creatively right now, um, we're going through waves. I've gone through waves of emotions. You know, we're human, so interaction is so needed. Um, I'm human on top of being Boricua, where I need, you know, the touch, the feel. Um, you know, when I'm at the Miracle Center, I'm in Mary's office, even though we have two separate offices, and I they built me a beautiful office, and I'm 
literally just, I might as well sit on her lap at this point because I, <laughs> that's how close we are. And even with, you know, when I'm with Anais, we're like cozy. So I miss that human interaction. Um, so right now, Zoom is taking place of that. FaceTiming, and I think going back into text messages, it's not, it's not just saying, hey, how you're doing? I'm like asking, how are you today for real? How's your mental health? Um, you know, what are your ups and downs? And I just asking your friends those questions, you're, you know, it's, it's getting real deep and diving into how we're functioning during, throughout this quarantine. And what are some ways and resources that I need personally that they need that we're also being able to share with our community as well. Mm. Thanks for sharing that. Anais, what about you? Yeah, for me as well, I'm kind of piggybacking off of what Mary and Vanessa said. You know, we've been using Zoom, uh, FaceTime. Uh, for my job, I'm also a counselor at a CPS school. Um, I'm a community partner with a CPS. So I do individual and group counseling for the young women at Calvin Park High School. So I've been using like Google Meets and Google Classroom to like interact with my students and provide therapy and counseling for them as well during this time. But also in my family, we go back to FaceTime, we're doing, so March was also a lot of birthdays in my family. So we just did a lot of virtual birthday parties through FaceTime um, and doing games, like family games on the virtual, like FaceTime, so that was fun. Oh, um, and or what are you talking about here? So I just had a birth. We just did one yesterday with uh, one of my church friends and my church family. We did like quick flash. It's like a game that you can have everyone put their responses, like their quick responses to questions. And then everyone had to vote what was the best response. Okay. So it was really cool just to do like family games with everyone through Zoom, literally. And we could still have those interactions and fun times with the family. Um, so that was fun. Also, when I'm doing groceries, I, I have a very strategic plan when I go grocery shopping. And I also, because I can't see my parents, my parents are, you know, they're at home as well. And we're just being, we're having our precautions of you know, everyone staying home. And it's hard to not see my parents. So when I do my grocery shopping, I always ask my parents, I'm like, okay, what do you need? I want to go make that run. And then I go to their house and I can at least see them on the stairway when I'm giving them their groceries and having like that air hug. It's hard. It's so hard because I just want to like hug on my mom and can't do that right now because of the just safety. I just want them to be safe. And so those grocery runs, I know that I'm going to see my mom that day when I do my groceries. So like, I'm like, all right, let me just get through this. Let me get what I need because I know I'm going to go stop at my mom's house and just give her what she needs so I can at least see her there. Um, so, yeah, it's just being creative. I've been using a lot of TikTok. I got on TikTok so I can do some dancing as well. <laughs> I'm hesitant to get on the whole TikTok thing. I mean, I, I too. I get challenged well, by my TMC family, so... I get, I don't know, I, I mean, Twitter and YouTube get me stuck, and like, I just find myself down the rabbit hole, and I like, <laughs> before I know it, an hour has passed, I'm just like, I don't even know, I, I thought I was just going to watch one video, and I've watched 100, so I can only, <laughs> like, I've, I've seen, like, TikTok videos on, like, Snapchat, and, like, other, like, channels people have, have shared it on, um, but I don't know, I've been seeing people do so many dances, I might get in on this, I don't know. Anais did um, the J-Lo challenge, and so she was our choreographer for In the Heights, yeah. And all of our cast members were like, we need to see our choreographer do the J-Lo challenge. And she killed it. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know how, how many views do you have. 
I was like, okay, I'm practicing in my house, in my kitchen. My husband was catching me, like, practicing. I'm all, like, into it. And then I was like, just do it. I'm just going to do it one time. I ain't even going to, like, watch it. Just do it one time and then just upload it. I don't even want to watch it. But it was great. It was just a fun time. For it people that are listening that aren't as hip as you all are to TikTok, <laughs> what is the J-Lo challenge? Okay, so J-Lo and Shakira did this Super Bowl <laughs> this year. Good episode on that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. So there's this part for J-Lo when she does My Love Don't Cost a Thing. Mm -hmm. oh. That was the, the best choreography right there. So they have, like, this snippet of the My Love Don't Cost a Thing choreography. Mm -hmm. And so I did that part. It was the ensemble part of that choreography. And there was like this cool effect on TikTok that it had like five of me. So it was just like, it looked cool. All right. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> you got to, um, again, I don't have TikTok, so I don't know if, uh, how this works. So excuse me if I like sound super ignorant. But like, if you could send me the link, we'll put that in the show notes. So hey, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, send it my way. Send it my way. Um, shoot, we might even share that on our on our Twitter too. Um, wow, she's killing it! She yeah, that's really, dope. She really did, and then challenged all of our ensemble members and the rest of the our our cast of In the Heights to do so. Um, and that's a beautiful thing about us is that you know we have our family with TMC overall. We have our youth ensemble, and they're connecting throughout the week with their instructors um, on Zoom. So it's doing those check ins, like Anais had mentioned about her students, and she's doing the group therapy. Um, with our students, they're doing some script reading. They're also going through some choreography, but also like really checking in like, hey, we know that your e-learning is, is overwhelming. You're not in your classrooms. You're not going throughout your regular schedule, going to school and whatnot. So this gives them the opportunity to speak with us. They miss coming to the center. We miss hearing them. Um, and then just being able to do these challenges. We did a uh, virtual e-week um, e-spirit e week with the miracle center so it, some of them were posting up on their stories on instagram or on facebook you know it was like wacky wednesday so give us like your wacky you know pajamas or your wacky hair um and then like you're fa like you're a fan of who it was friday so each day we had something going on um not only for us as staff and family of TMC, but also for our students because we miss them and we know how involved um, they are and they wanted to be able to like be still part of, okay, what's, me, what's TMC's doing? So every night I would put up a new challenge for them um, and then it would just go on all day on our stories as well. We want to take this moment to say thank you again for listening. When you download our podcast or subscribe to the podcast itself, that makes a world of difference. So gracias for taking your time to listen to us. We also want to take this time to thank the sponsor of today's episode. This episode would not be possible without the generous support of the Puerto Rican Cultural Center. The Puerto Rican Cultural Center, located at 2546 West Division Street, right here in Chicago, is a community-based, grassroots, educational, health, and cultural services organization founded on the principles of self-determination, self-actualization, and self-sufficiency that is all activist-oriented. For more information on the work they do, give them a visit at their website at prcc-chgo.org. Again, that's prcc-chgo.org.
Now, if you or anyone else you know would like to be a sponsor of the Paseo Podcast, please email us at paseopod at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-E-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. Tell them Joshua from Humble Park sent you. Let's talk a little bit about TMC. So TMC stands for the Miracle Center. You talked a little bit about how you're keeping people that are part of the TMC family together during this pandemic. Uh, so I, I guess I'd, for people that are listening that don't know what the Miracle Center is, I'd love to hear from the Hefa. Mary, can you, uh, can you share what the Miracle Center is? Uh, how did this idea become a reality? What do y'all do? Oh, well, I started at the Miracle Center. It's actually going to be 25 years, May 20th. Congratulations. I worked for Teen Magazine, and I was a single mom, and I decided to quit my job and start my own business. And here I, here it is, 25 years later. We have a facility with 11,400 square feet. Um, we have a theater that holds about 232 seats, and we just actually secured funding to purchase the property next door, which is about 20,000 square feet which is amazing. So what we do is we work with not only inner city kids in the performing arts, but we also have an adult ensemble. And I think for me, um, starting the Miracle Center was obviously something out of a need. I wanted to spend more time with my son and I knew that I needed to make a decision that was going to be rash. Um, Didn't know what I was gonna do because at that time I hadn't graduated from college. So it was just trial and error. through my whole life and through the, all the different developmental stages of the Miracle Center. Um, so we actually started off with small recitals. Anais, I've had her since, how old are you, Nana? 12 years old. 12 years old. I had Vanessa since she was 10 years old. And what we did is, I, well, what I did was I allowed them to actually run my whole program. So it was wow. like, so I lived actually vicariously through them because they were, Anais was a dancer and I knew that that was something that she wanted to do. So she was actually able to pour into a lot of young people that gift of dance. Um, Vanessa, she, you know, she started off as a camper. She was a counselor. She went to U of I, graduated. She studied in Brazil. She came back to be my youth development director, then went back to, into corporate. Um, she can share that, but she came back and now we have established and built an organization, a theater, something that Latinos really have not experienced live theater in their life. We have been able to, to be able to have that presence in the Hermosa Logan Square community, um, being able to bring families together, being able to, to bless kids, being able to show them the arts. We were never technically trained, but let me tell you something. Something that we did do is we created magic. I mean, we all came together and just the passion that we had was, I can't, sometimes I think about, my God, I can't believe that we did that, that we accomplished that. And I'm honestly, I never in my life would have thought that we would have had Lin-Manuel Miranda at the Miracle Center, not only once, but twice. I mean, that's just blow away. Here we are in Chicago and here Lynn is coming to talk to our kids. Mm-hmm. coming to talk to our adults his dad being our mentor you know things like that don't happen just out of happenstance you know it was timing and I think for the Miracle Center we have uh, really been embedded in our community as a community center and as a theater company so we have gone through so many different transformations and 
here we are today. You know, we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring because of the COVID-19, you know, the, the social distancing. We're a theater company, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, where, where do we go? But one, one thing I do know is that we're creative, we believe, and we know that something amazing is going to transpire. Because I believe for the Miracle Center right now, too, is that this COVID-19, we had to sit back, we had to take a break. It was a reset button that needed to really uh, be pushed because um, we are so on 10, Josh, that we just go. I mean, if somebody wants to do something, I don't say no, let's do it. And it was like, you know, I was watching something and it was like on a rat race, you know, everybody's just going, 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 going. And then everybody just had to take that pause. So there's so much going on at the Miracle Center um, that we're excited to see what's going to happen after COVID-19. In your case, in your how case, do you keep the lights on, lights on during a pandemic during if you're not running any shows? You know, it's, it's funny that you say that because we literally have been in um, planning for that because we mm -hmm. could turn the lights off right now and go dark for the next two months. Mm -hmm. and I was having that discussion um, and saying, what are we going to do? It's not easy. Um, but one thing that I did, and I was talking to Vanessa earlier, is I always save a little pocket of money. Um, I do. Because you never know what's going to happen. Times are rough. We're also going to have to make some sacrifices. But I could shut off the gas right now. I could turn off the lights. And it will go dark. But mm -hmm. when it's time to come back on, man, the second act is going to be amazing. Right on. Great. Well, I can think of no better way to wrap up our interview with the, than with those words. So I appreciate you taking the taking us through the journey that the Miracle Center has been through up until this point. Um, the number of plays you've or musicals you've been able to put on, the big names that have walked through the doors, the lives, the lives that have been influenced and impacted by just the exposure to the arts and being able to have that creative outlet, especially in the Hermosa neighborhood. Um, where there's a lot of Boricuas, right? Am I correct in that? Yeah. Um, so I hope that, uh, you know, the Miracle Center makes it out on the right side and has a strong second act. We'll definitely put a link to the Miracle Center's website if people want to learn more about what y'all do. Um, but right now, I'd like to give our listeners the opportunity to keep up with you all. So if there's any social media channels that you'd like to share, any websites that you'd like to share with our, with our audience, uh, now would be the time. So any, uh, any like Twitter, Facebook, TikToks, all that stuff, feel free to share that. Go ahead and kick it off. Uh, for the Miracle Center, our website is themiraclecenter.org. You can also follow us on our Facebook at The Miracle Center, or you can follow us on Instagram, also The Miracle Center, or on Twitter at TMC underscore Chicago. Right on. Anything, Mary, Anais? That's everything. Uh, Mary, Mary, don't you have a TikTok? Oh, I don't have a TikTok, but I, I watch that TikTok and I'm like, I could spend hours on this thing. <laughs> All right, Anais, <laughs> Vanessa. My TikTok is Zaya's Anais. I will forward you my little J Lo challenge. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right, Vanessa, Anais, Mary, thank you all so much for making the time in these uncertain waters that we're in right now. Thank you for making the time to be on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you.
Thank you so much. Special thanks to Vanessa Torres, Anais Zayas, and Marie Santana for coming on the show. As a reminder, I'm switching up our episode schedule until things get back to normal. But we will continue to deliver quality content, just not weekly for now. We're active on our Facebook and Twitter pages at Baseo Podcast. Our Instagram is not fully up and running, but you can follow us there at Baseo Podcast as well. So feel free to keep up with us. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, support one another as best you can. I know this continues to be a difficult time, but we'll get through this together one day at a time. Without our awesome guests, this podcast would not be possible. And without you, our listeners, this would not be possible. So we really appreciate you listening. If you want to reach out to the show, connect with us by visiting our website, baseomedia.org, emailing us at baseopodcast at gmail.com, and following us at baseopodcast on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a tip, want to pitch a story, or send us a compliment, we love to hear from you. Thanks for downloading this episode and see you next week. Cuídate.